0: Come on, you get got to seize the goddamn gap. People are so goddamn inefficient. Oh, goddamn it! I don't care if you're old! Seize the gap! Welcome to Seize the Gap Fantasy Football, where we help you win your fantasy league by seizing the gap. So you can stop being so damn inefficient. I am Jamie G. Esquire, the fifth master of the single-digit fab bid. I'm here with Magna Mills. We're going to break down all of your Week 14 waiver wire
1: options. You're in for a treat. Thank you, brother. I am Magna Mills. Thank you for checking out Seize the Gap. Find us wherever you get your podcast by searching for Seize the Gap. Find us on social media at Seize the Gap FF. Find our YouTube channel at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. If you could, please just take a couple seconds to like, subscribe, rate, follow, comment, even one of those things. helps people find our show. We really appreciate it. Please, and thank you. There are so many different formats and settings out there for fantasy football
0: leagues. Even guys like you and I start to scratch our head. But given that, how the hell are we going to help these people out with their waiver wire claims?
1: There's a guy over here, scratch his head, scratch his ass, scratch a couple of tickets. It's all the same thing. A couple scratch-offs, huh? Yeah, and that's what it is sometimes. You know, at this point in the year, that's what you're looking for. A couple of scratch-offs. We're going to do the best we can to help everybody out. We'll start by kind of being generic. Talk about your waiver wire options for a PPR league where you have like 12 teams, start one quarterback, start nine or 10 guys, you have a five, six-man bench, so 15, 60 man roster, something like that, right in that range, and we're going to give you players who are available in at least 50% of ESPN fantasy football leagues. Might fudge at a couple of percentage points if we need to, but right in that 50% range, so the ideas are at least available in a majority of leagues, and then towards the end of the show, we'll give you some options if you're in a deeper league, super flex league, something like that should be able to help you out there if all the guys we talk about leading up to that are generally already taken in your league.
0: let's start here at the head of the voltron with the quarterbacks Whew. is there anybody out there who could be a multi-week asset for us are we down to just streaming options this point in the season
1: i got two still i got a retread in a new guy uh Retread is Mike White, didn't light the world on fire, but didn't, you know, do a Danny Boom Boom either against the Vikings. And he, as far as, like, fantasy quarterbacks, the Jets have the second most favorable remaining schedule, and they have the literal best playoff schedule of any team for a fantasy quarterback. Does have some weapons there, including Garrett Wilson, who's just looking awesome. Other guy is Tyler Huntley for the Baltimore Ravens. I'd expect Lamar Jackson misses at least two weeks. Huntley's a dual upside quarterback that we love. Doesn't have a ton of weapons, but does have Mark Andrews, a couple ancillary guys, will add points on the ground. Schedule's okay, and he played down the stretch last year, so he's got some experience. So I think those are the two guys right there, Mike White, Tyler Huntley, if you're looking to add somebody who has the potential to maybe be a multi-week starter for you.
0: I agree. There's not a ton out there on the wire at quarterback right now, but if you need a starter at quarterback for this week, don't you worry. Because your boy Jamie G has got a couple options on streamers who might be available on your waiver wire. Option one, since he's now owned in 65% of leagues, I can't tell you to go ahead and. Get out of my dreams. Get, into my, car. Get into my car. Get out of my dreams. Fantasy, can't do it, but I'm still gonna do something familiar and head back. To the Motor City. Yeah, what up, Detroit? Go ahead and start Jared Goff of the Detroit Lions at home against the Minnesota Vikings. After going through a little bit of a midseason lull, Goff has had back to back weeks with at least 15 fantasy points, which were both at home. Lions offense is finally healthy. Jamison Williams should play more snaps this week. This game could be one of the higher scoring uh, affairs of the week. So go ahead and start all your Lions and Vikings, including. Jared Goff, but do not start his brother, Jack. Last week, Jared Goff lit up the Jags. So let's go back to the well there. Give me a little Ryan Tannehill of the Titans. At home, against the Jags, another division matchup here. I do want to say that I have a, a... I'll feel a hell of a lot better about this if if wide receiver Traylon Burks clears the concussion protocol in time to play. The Jaguars are the best possible matchup for fantasy quarterback so i think Tannehill finds the end zone a couple of times he's also scrambled quite a bit quite a bit more here against the eagles indicating that he might finally be fully over his ankle injury that adds some upside on the rushing factor last but not least let's get a bit risky here okay i'm talking about russell wilson of the denver broncos No, no 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 i'm just playing i said risky not suicidal jesus I'm actually talking about McCorkle Jones of the New England Patriots. Yeah, the same McCorkle Jones who was last seen screaming at offensive play caller Matt Patricia. They're traveling to face the Arizona Cardinals defense. That's pretty much given it up to every player at every position. He's also got some kind of squeaky wheel game potential here uh, after, you know, complaining about how conservative the offense was last week. That's my nice way of saying he was literally screaming. M. Matt Patricia on the sidelines with some choice words. I'm going to call my own shot here and say that he finishes with at least 250 total yards, and not one,
1: but two total touchdowns. McCorkle Jones, y'all. I see what you did there. You brought up Russell Wilson first, and that made Mac Jones look better by comparison. So uh, the fact that we're at a point where Mac Jones is more viable than Russell Wilson and that Russell Wilson is a joke is, yeah, dude, what a – it's been a season, man. Let's let's go on to the, Let's go to basically it's the only time we get to the fireworks factory early, but let's do the running backs. Everyone's looking for those. But just a heads up, make sure Samaj P. Ryan is owning your league. He's owned in like 62, 63 percent of leagues. It's not a given that Joe Mixon is back this week, and he's pretty much an auto start against Cleveland if Mixon is out. And he's probably even a usable flex at this point when Mixon plays. So if he's out there, pick him up. Again, didn't meet the 50% threshold, but pretty close. Next up, we have James Cook, who might be trying to do a little bit of what Devin Singletary did last year for the Bills. I don't know if he's going to get quite the the overall kind of target market share where Singletary was basically playing like 80% of the snaps and sucking up all the targets. But Cook looked very good. He's seen his role really expand the last couple of weeks. Naeem Hines has really only been used on special teams. Again, you want as many pieces of elite offenses as you can. The Bills drafted James Cook in the second round for a reason out there in a lot of leagues. Go pick him up. Then you have Jarek McKinnon and the Kansas City Chiefs. It's pretty much a two-man show with him and Isaiah Pacheco. And basically going from a three-man running back by committee just down to a two-man has made both guys useful. So they're both in that kind of RB3 flex range. Again, you want all the pieces on the good offenses. Next up, we have Gus Edwards, still not only 50% of leagues. I think J.K. Dobbins probably comes back in week 15, but until then, Gus is going to be the guy, and even when Dobbins comes back, I expect them to lean enough into the run that he's still worth the flex for you. Cam Akers looks like he has finally asserted himself as the running back one in Los Angeles for the Rams, just like we thought. It's gonna help us out a lot now, right? Mm-hmm. Seriously, they don't really have anything on offense. So garbage time points count. They're people too, they're real points. And you know, hey, five catches for 50 yards or whatever. That's that's 10 points. Throwing a little bit of rushing yards and you got Stu going even without a touchdown. Next up, we have Zonovan Bam Knight of the New York Jets, rookie who looks to be the starter there. I expect him to hold on to at least the bigger piece of the pie, even if Michael Carter returns soon, which is not a given. Then we have J.K. Dobbins. Already talked about Gus Edwards. Dobbins has been cleared to return to practice. I expect him to probably be activated this week, maybe get his feet wet a little bit here, play a little bit more of a role in Week 15 but there's a chance he could be usable week 16, week 17, the heart of the fantasy playoffs. If nothing else, pick him up to block an opponent from getting him. And finally, Alexander Madison, say it every week, out there in way too many leagues, if something happens to Delvin Cook, he's a top 10 running back. Those do not grow on trees, in the ground, under the sea, wherever you look, very difficult to find. So again, if nothing else, play some defense.
0: How about wide receivers, Mills? The playoffs are almost here, so it's got to be Isaiah McKenzie season, right? I mean, holidays around the corner. Everybody needs an IMAC.
1: I mean, they the, the missed opportunity to bring back like Spuds McKenzie with Isaiah McKenzie somehow, at least do it for bats up in Buffalo. I mean, that that one really, I mean, call us. That one seemed like a, a no-brainer. But, you know, hey, you can still play him on draft teams. It's all good. And, you know, maybe we'll get to him when we go a little bit uh, deeper here at the end of the show. As far as in your typical leagues, even though he's in the concussion protocol, I'm still picking up Traylon Burks everywhere. Chase Claypool was more involved this week. Darnell Mooney is out for the season. Justin Fields is playing. That makes Claypool worth the speculative ad in most leagues. Zay Jones had another down week, but the Jags have a pretty decent schedule to finish out. So kind of pick him up for depth, even though we're almost through the bye weeks. He does seem to have a bit of a ceiling there. Rondell Moore should be back this week for the Arizona Cardinals. We have yet to see what that offense looked like when they have uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Marquise Brown, and Rondell Moore. Don't know what the target share will look like, but there should be some big play potential, some touchdown potential there. Not sure if Kadarius Toney makes it back this week for the Chiefs, but they're really kind of looking for that go-to wide receiver on offense. I'm still picking him up, putting him on my bench, really with no expectation of getting anything out of him for the next two weeks. But he could be a guy that you could use in the fantasy playoffs. Michael Gallup finally had the kind of little breakout game we've been waiting for. Had two touchdowns against the Colts. I don't think he's a weekly starter. I think he's probably a fine wide receiver three, and at least he's shown that bit of a ceiling here that now you could reasonably expect, say, you know, 100 yards and a touchdown is within a semi reasonable range of outcomes for the Browns. Despite the offense not looking great, Donovan Peoples Jones looked pretty awesome. Had a great punt return. Has really kind of flashed all season. Love the talent. There's a non-zero chance he can become the go-to guy for Deshaun Watson because he doesn't really have chemistry with any of the receivers at this point. So definitely worth the speculative ad. Darius Slayton is the wide receiver one for the Giants. And he's not bad. I mean, he flashed as a rookie. The last coaching staff kind of soured on him. There's some talent there. He does seem to be the guy that Daniel Jones has the best connection with. It volumes the thing here. Giants have been throwing the ball a little bit more, like adding him. Jameson Williams. Talked about a little bit when, you know, you were talking about Jared Goff, but number 10 overall pick, dude can fly, probably will get eased in a little bit, but pick him up again, A, to block someone else for getting him, and B, if he does look good a little bit, he's a guy you might be able to consider in your fantasy playoffs, because he's that dude who has the potential to score a 70, 80-yard touchdown or some crazy shit like that. Finally, garbage time counts. Nico Collins has now pretty much solidified himself as the number one target in the passing game. For the Houston Texans, doesn't mean a ton, but the team is going to be down a lot. So even if they're kind of a low volume offense, they're going to skew heavily towards the pass once they get down, even though they want to run the ball. And he's pretty much Nino and G-Money there in the passing game. So like Nico Collins, you know, if you're holding on to say Brandon Cooks, exchange him for Nico Collins at the bare minimum.
0: Mills, you named the same guy as an ad at tight end for the last couple of weeks. Are you going back to the well here?
1: He had a good game this past week, didn't he? I'm going, going back to back to Greg, Greg, Dulcich, Dulcich. Uh, Denver Broncos down Greg Dulcich was literally like, I don't know, 60% of their offense, it seemed, against the Ravens. He had six grabs, 85 yards on eight targets. Really, it looked like everyone else on the offense was moving at like half speed and he was moving at regular speed. Dude, if you start anybody for the Broncos, you probably, like, after you put them in your lineup and you click submit or whatever, you probably have to go take a shower. It is what it is, but they have one of the five best remaining schedules as far as matchups for fantasy tight ends. He can legitimately be the number one target in that offense down the stretch, so he has. it seems like he has the best connection with Russell Wilson for what that's worth. You know, it is what it is. It's all about having some kind of connection. You know, if you you do the swipe thing and you get, you know, one out of 100 back, it's better than zero. If Dulcich isn't out there and you just need a tight end for week 14,
0: I've got three potential streaming options for you, so you're welcome. First, give me a little Noah Fant. Noah fan of the Seattle Seahawks. He's coming off a 14-point performance against the Rams, and he scored between 6 and 14 PPR points in each of his last four games. He was also more involved after Kenneth Walker, the third, left the game with an injury. I'm saying that he finds the end zone for the second week in a row. Solid streamer. Number two, it didn't work out last week. Go Bills. But I'm going back to the well with Patriots tight end Hunter Henry. He's still got one of the best possible matchups for a fantasy tight end as he's going up against the Arizona Cardinals. I think the Patriots open up the offense a bit this week, whether by choice. Or by necessity, I can see Henry getting four or five catches. Maybe he finds the end zone. And for a tight end, that's all it takes, baby. That's all it takes. Finally, you know I got to do it, dude. Every damn week, I got to go back. Give me Evan Ingram. He found the end zone last week. And I think he does it again when the Jags head to Tennessee to face the Titans. He finally appears to be fully healthy after dealing with that lingering hip issue. He drew seven targets last week. And if he can match that this week, I think he can get you at least 10 PPR points. Again, tight end is a dead zone. It's an absolute wasteland. So if you can get 10 PPR
1: points on a stream, now you're cooking. You are, even if you're in the dead zone with Christopher Walken over there. And that brings us to, you know, my D's. JBG, I'm going to go full Ms. Cleo on you here, because I know exactly who the top-scoring DST defense special teams will be each week for the rest of the fantasy season. It's going to be the Cowboys this week in Week 14. They're probably owned in just about every league, so that doesn't help. But in Week 15, you have the Kansas City Chiefs. In Week 16, you have the Tennessee Titans. And in Week 17, Championship Week, you're going to want to start Jacksonville Jaguars number one DST. Is there a certain method you're using here, Magna
0: Mills? Did you get a crystal ball or some tarot cards? Did you develop some sort of algorithm you haven't shared with us? Or did you just look at the Houston Texans' upcoming schedule?
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's a 10-4 on the Texan schedule, buddy. Uh, niner. Over and up. Did I catch a niner in there?
0: Seriously, though. After the last two weeks, it's hard to argue with the results. That won't help you this week. But I've got three Defensive special teams options who may be out there on your waiver wire that I think can help you. First up, I don't think that Seattle is haunted, but Sam Darnold could be seeing ghosts again sooner rather than later. Give me the Seahawks defense special teams at home against the Panthers. And let's be honest here, you know, I mean, you just know that Sam Darnold is going to turn the ball over at least once. Pretty easy play for me this week. I expect it to be a loud environment. He'll feel some pressure and he does what Sam Darnold does. Number two, if we can't pick on the Texans, let's do the next best thing and pick on the Denver Broncos. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs who are headed to Denver where they'll sack Russell Wilson like a thousand times and pick him off once or twice, maybe even get a fumble recovery. Would it really even surprise you if the Broncos got shut out completely? I mean, it's the Broncos. Number three, I guess I'm playing the hits this week, baby, because once again, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers defense special teams. This time they're at home. They're taking on the Baltimore Ravens, who will be looking like they're going to start Tyler Huntley at quarterback. Let me be clear here. I'd be willing to start them even if Lamar Jackson was at quarterback for the Ravens. Steelers D. And they've had a you know at least nine fantasy points in three of their last four games. Pretty impressive. The Ravens have scored 13 points or less
1: in two of their last three games. I like Pittsburgh this week again.: The hits are the hits for a reason. I appreciate that. And we have to move on, help some people out who are saying, like, "Hey, wait, all those dudes are already taken to my league and whatnot." So we're going to talk about some guys, if you're in deeper leagues, you're in super flex leagues, something like that. And again, we're trying to dig deeper here, but these guys will not be available in every single league, but they should be out there on a lot of waiver wires, even in some deep leagues. At the quarterback position, you've got James Winston. Dalton's kind of hanging on there, but I still think Winston starts another game or two. Always a good Bob option. Jordan Love, it really seems clear at this point that if the Packers fall out of mathematic playoff contention, he could get some starts. Bryce Purdy, it might not be Purdy, but he's probably going to be the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers and the source of a lot of Purdy puns that you're going to get sick of very quickly. Josh Johnson was actually picked up by the 49ers, has some experience in the Shanahan system. So I think if somebody else starts games for them, barring an injury, Josh Johnson would be the most likely one. Sam Darnold is going to continue to start for the Carolina Panthers. I don't really see some kind of you know post type breakout or anything like that, but again, he can be the starting quarterback for an NFL team the rest of the way out. Just get to throw it to DJ Moore, and finally uh, CJ Beathard. He's the backup for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence had a bit of a scare against the Lions, didn't wind up missing any plays because it happened right before halftime, but his knee got twisted around pretty good. The weapons are okay down there in Jacksonville. Frank Wright has had some success with backup quarterback, so just file it away. Or if you're in a really deep superflex league, talk him on your bench. Moving on to running back, you have Melvin Gordon currently on the Chiefs practice squad. You could throw Ronald Jones in here, too, if you wanted. But the idea is that kind of like, you know, if we've seen before the Chiefs might look for a spark late in the year. Maybe they bring him up or if there's another injury, he could get a chance. Chuba Hubbard of the Carolina Panthers is kind of like on the 40 end of a 60-40 split with Dante Foreman. But because of his age, there is a chance that the Panthers will like to give him more work down the stretch just to see what they have in him. Jalen Warren came back for the Steelers. Even though Benny Snell got a touch of burn, he's back to being the change of pace and handcuff option for Najee Harris. Kenneth Gainwell looks like the guy behind Miles Sanders for the Eagles. One of the best rushing offenses in the league. Gainwell is talented. Definitely a guy that should be owned pretty much in all leagues. Mike Boone is back for the Broncos. Again, starting Broncos make you want to take a shower, but he should see his role grow a little bit. Get some skills in the passing game. Garbage time points count too. Dontrell Hilliard, still the Derrick Henry handcuff. and can be a, just, you know, if you're absolutely desperate, you throw him in there. Hope he catches a random touchdown. It's happened. Jordan Mason, the undrafted running back for the 49ers. Looks kind of like he is going to work in a little bit behind Christian McCaffrey. You always want a Shanahan running back. So, you know, if Jordan Mason's still out there. Deeper league pick him up. Keontae Ingram is the handcuff for James Conner. Connor looked a lot better in his last game, but he struggled with injuries throughout his career, so you always want to own his handcuff. Josh Kelly is now the handcuff for Austin Eckler. We'll see a handful of carries per game, can occasionally see a goal line carry. And then finally in Seattle, we don't know the status of Kenneth Walker. Does not sound like it'll be a long-term injury. It sounds like some sort of bone bruise, but those can be tricky. I'd expect either DJ Dallas or Travis Homer to be the next man up. Probably would split work if it's a one or two game scenario, something like that. So not a priority head here, but definitely interested in both guys. More interested in Dallas, but he ended the game a little bit banged up. At wide receiver, we have Jamie G's guy, Isaiah McKenzie. Classic Bob on a good offense. We'll have a couple of spike weeks. We'll have a couple of damn near zeros. DJ Chark, basically same thing as McKenzie, just not quite as good of an offense, but he might get a couple more targets than McKenzie Gibbs. Romeo Dubb should be back for the Packers finally after the bye week, but he's probably going to return as like the fourth wide receiver, but he was probably cutting a lot of leagues. He does have some talent. Who knows what the Packers will do down the stretch if they bench Rodgers? Are they really going to keep playing Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins? You have Corey Davis for the Jets, who has shown a little bit of rapport with Mike White. Nothing crazy, but he can be wide receiver four, or wide receiver five. Probably was cutting a bunch of leagues when he was hurt. Alec Pierce continues to show for the Indianapolis Colts. He has talent. They're pretty much out of everything, no matter what they want to do. So I think at some point it behooves them to play the kids. I can see him getting increased targets down the stretch. Terrace Marshall, second-year wide receiver for the Panthers, same kind of thing. He's looked pretty electric when he gets a chance. I would expect the Panthers to try to get him more involved. For the Titans, you have Nick Westbrook-Ikeen, who is kind of the handcuff, so to speak, for Traylon Burks. It's had a couple of big games over the last two years. You could do worse with the last spot on your bench. Uh, The Patriots offense has been a mess. I think they'll try to get rookie Tyquan Thornton more involved. He's probably the most explosive wide receiver they have. Probably the most explosive overall, with the exception of maybe uh, your cornerback there and Rondy Stevenson, who's a little bit different kind of build than uh, those two other guys. And finally, at wide receiver, you have Isaiah Hodgins, the former Buffalo Bill. Now looks like the wide receiver, two for the New York Giants because, hey, it's been that kind of a season and just a couple tight ends to finish up you have Daniel Bellinger the rookie tight end is finally returned for the Giants had five targets last week you have Jelani Woods rookie tight end for the Indianapolis Colts followed up a great game with a bit of a stinker but again i would expect the Colts to have a little bit of a youth movement towards the end of the season here so i could see him getting you know a bunch of extra burn down the stretch could be useful you have the Titans rookie tight end i guess we're doing a rookie tight end thing and that's Achikeom uh, Okonkwo he's had some big plays that at least a. 40-yard reception you know a reception with 40 yards or more in three of his last four games dude's explosive not getting a lot of targets but there's not a lot of competition for targets up there in Tennessee and then finally Brevin Jordan sophomore tight end for the Texans finally did a little something this week at four grabs five targets could see his role grow as again you know you sense a trend here maybe the Texans do a little bit of a youth movement as the season closes out and they try to secure that number one pick and see what they have to work with going forward.
0: And in order to add players, unfortunately, we need to make some room on our roster. So who we dropping like they hot this
1: week? In order to become champions, we do need to stop being so inefficient, and that means cutting the dead weight. I'll give you some players who you can cut that are owned in at least 40% of ESPN Fantasy Football Leagues. Starting at the top, he just came back, but you can drop him if you need to. Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Gabagoo Garoppolo, See you next year, Jimmy. Matthew Stafford, also on IR. Michael Carter. James Robinson. Damian Harris. Clyde edwards helaire Tyler Elgier. Elijah Mitchell. Another see you next year. Kieran Williams. Portland Sutton. Cooper Cup. See you next year. You ain't coming back. Adam Thielen. Jerry Judy. Brandon Cooks. Darnell Mooney. Hasta la vista, Darnell. Marcus valdez Scantling, Alan Robinson, surprise, done for the year, Robert Woods, Tyler Hayden, Dawson Knox, Hayden Hurst, Darren Waller, not technically done for the year, but it feels like it, Zach Ertz, technically done for the year, Mike Yusecki, and Taysom Hill.
0: Thank you guys for checking out Seize Gap Fantasy Football. We appreciate you listening or watching. Remember, you need to go ahead and do the like and subscribe thing. Do it right now. Just go ahead and get it knocked out. Helps other people find our show. And how'd I do, Magna Mills? Did I seize
1: the damn gap, or am I still being so inefficient? I mean, you did pretty good. You didn't tell anybody to do the trout, man. And I, I, apparently that's what you're supposed to tell the people. Uh, you just have to remember to say exactly where to find us. Like, Find us wherever your pods by searching for Seize the Gap. Find us on social media at Seize the Gap FF find a YouTube channel at joblofootballshow.com and also remind them to like and subscribe like 14 or 15 times. So that's pretty much it. Thanks again for checking us out. On behalf of myself, Magna Mills, and Jamie G, I don't care if you're old. You need
0: to seize the gap. Check back this weekend for our week 14 update.
1: This has been Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. The views expressed here are those of the hosts alone and do not represent those of any other entity, individual, or organization. All team names and logos are copyrighted by the NFL and their respective teams. Thanks again for checking us out. Come back next time and we'll continue to help you to seize the gap and stop being so inefficient. Good luck to you and all of your teams. Who's that? Nobody. I said, who's that? I said, nobody.
0: Ah!